0: to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, now, that, my friend, is very hard to do. And you have to train, you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it, it's there. The expression of the human body, I mean, the f- everything, I mean, you know, not just a hand. And when you're talking about combat. Well, I mean, if if it, if it is a sport, now now you're talking about something else. You have regulations, you have rules. But when you're talking about fighting as it is, oh, with no rules. real fighting. Well, then, baby, you better train every part of your body.
1: Aloha, Penn Nation. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice. This is episode 129, and we've got two great guests and two awesome conversations for your listening pleasure. For this episode, we're going to kick things off with former multiple-time Sancho champion, former Force champion, UFC veteran, and one of the most talented strikers in the business of combat sports, the one and only Kung Lee. And our second guest is a multiple-time Taekwondo champion, international movie star, beloved most in his native India, but known worldwide for his roles in many action films, Sonny Singh. We've got a lot to talk about with both these guys, so let's waste no time and we'll jump right into it. BJPenn.com radio, the fighter's voice, coming up first, Kung Lee. All right, Penn Nation, we've got a special one for you today. Please welcome to the show former Xiao champion, former Strike Force champion, UFC veteran, and all around one of the most exciting guys to ever compete, the one and only Kung Lee. Kung Lee, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, man. How is it going over there on the West Coast? Uh,
2: it's pretty crazy, uh, you know, with the riots and the protests and stuff like that. But uh, And thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I think, um, you know, I think this is my first time on the show, so I'm, I'm pretty excited
1: about it. And we are very excited to have you. Yeah, it's crazy times. That That, that is without question. Um, and I know you've kind of gotten involved, it seems, uh, in regards to, uh, the, you know, the calls for anti-racism. Obviously, that's a thing that anybody with a heart and a mind would, would agree with. But it seems like there's been a lot of backlash against the Asian Americans. That's kind of what you're getting behind?
2: Well, you know, I, I'm I'm getting behind uh, like the victims, right? And uh, especially the the ones that can't protect themselves, you know. So um, it started out with you know Asians, then it you know started happening to um, you know some Indians, and just it, it's just happening to uh, uh, like across the board now. It's it's uh, very disturbing, and you know. Um, of course, you know, there's the yin and yang of the, of, 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 of the world, right? In, in order to have peace, you're going to have violence, you know? It's, it, it can never be uh, one or the other. It, it, you know, when there's the good, there's the bad, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's just a balance of life.
1: Very true, very true. And I think we can all agree that hopefully uh, reason and logic prevails and, and, you know, we come out of this thing uh, altogether better. And and that's certainly my hope. I'd imagine it's yours as well. Uh, but aside from that, man, how was life? How was life during COVID nineteen?
2: Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I actually needed a little break. I've been going nonstop um, since I retired from the UFC, and um, it's just been nonstop for me. So the fact that i I don't have to Um, travel as much and do as much I I was able to spend more time with you know my sons. and uh, you know Anthony's getting ready to you know he wants to fight and he's only 15 but he's a a beast and uh, you know um, spending time with my uh, my actually my fiance now so um, yeah it's it's been good it's been good
1: yeah that's something I was actually going to ask you about you know we've seen some videos of you training with your son on social media it sounds like he is following in your footsteps
2: Yes, uh, he works hard. He's got the right attitude. He's um, got, a, uh, you know, the martial arts spirit going, spirit going and, and uh, you know, he, he's a very kind kid as well. You know, he, he sticks up for the people, the kids that are being bullied at school and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to um, be able to mentor someone, uh, and especially my son, who has that kind of, you know, the right mindset, the right attitude.
1: Absolutely, man, absolutely. And it's got to be, <clears throat> it's got to be, it makes you proud, obviously, but it's also got to be really flattering for your son to want to get into such a such a tough career, but also to follow in your footsteps and, you know, kind of make you proud. That, that's got to be uh, really rewarding in a way.
2: It's very rewarding, but, you know, like I, I have three sons, right? Um, my first son, he's probably the most athletic. Um, and I, I think I pushed him too hard. And I think once he got his black belt and he was undefeated, he was undefeated in in a um, continuous type of sparring. Uh, and he, like, he would just move up to an older, older division and, and win that too. So I, I pushed him hard, and I think I just burnt him out. I made him join wrestling as a freshman. And I think deliberately he would lose these, like close barn burners that he could easily just, you know, pin the kid or tech fall them, and he just, you know, every time I showed up, you know, he's winning. I mean, he's losing, and then, um, uh, and then, you know, he ended up quitting the wrestling team and stuff like that. So I, I felt like, you know, I learned a hard lesson, and I, I'm making sure that I don't make the same mistakes for Anthony, and and if my other son Robert uh, decides to, you know. You know, go down the path, and and, then, you know, I'll I'll have, you know, double the experience. But right now, I just got to focus on um, what Anthony wants to, you know, do and how he wants to, you know, compete in this tough, tough arena and then, you know, still support my other two sons in whatever they do, you know, with their life choices, you know?
1: Of course, of course. Like you were saying, it's, you know, you you, got to find that balance between pushing them to be great, but also easing off of it so that they want to do it themselves obviously you don't want to force anything on them uh but that's great to hear that that your son anthony is is looking forward to competition and i'm sure with your tutelage he will be something great for sure uh but how has life been for yourself after competition i know you're still training i know you're doing you're doing movies but do you miss competing yourself well you know
2: i definitely miss competing um that's why uh I think for the last four years, I have picked up a few really good training partners. One of them is Donnie Creed. You know, he's, uh, he's he lives out of Elk Grove, and like, it's, it's the guy who, who you think that uh, would show up. He's the one who's showing up, and, you know, he, he, he's that guy who's the first one in the door and the last to leave. So, you know, I've been blessed to be, you know, around a, a good group of, uh, you know, guys that will come up and, and, and spar and not try to kill you. You know, so I don't have to you know throw the spinning back kicks and uh, you know send them through the ropes. And
1: stuff, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yeah." Uh, what are some of your favorite? Mo- I mean, again, since this is the first time speaking with you, you've got so many, so many great moments in your career. What are some of your favorite moments in that long illustrious career of combat? Um,
2: definitely, I, I believe it's-, it's a fight against Frank Shamrock. Um, uh, just just the atmosphere and the build-up to that. And, you know, uh, watching Frank fight when I was, you know, climbing the ranks in, in my martial arts world, which is the, the kickboxing and, and the sanda type of fighting and watching him just, you know, dominate and then then thing I know I'm looking across, uh, you know, the cage and he's pacing back and forth. And I'm like, wow, this is a... This is awesome to to be in the same cage with him and you know fighting the legend. So definitely, thank you know,
1: Shamrock. Yeah, that was a classic for sure. And like you said, the buildup was tremendous. I know the anticipation for myself and many others. That that, that was a big fight. Uh, but you know, you competed in what many consider the golden era of mixed martial arts. And looking at the current state of MMA and combat sports, what are your thoughts?
2: You know, I, MMA's grown a lot, and I just feel that, you know, now that uh, there's the, 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 the huge popularity through social media, through the mainstream, uh, on like all the fighters have that have built the foundation for these new, um, hungry and very talented MMA fighters, uh, I just feel that, you know, that the reason... Why I'm part of the lawsuit that represents over 1,200 um, UFC fighters is because you know what happened to me, and at the same time, my son who wants to compete, I want him to get a fair shake and not to have to go through some of the things that I had to go through towards the end of my career, and 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 a lot of athletes and mixed martial arts fighters who fought for UFC have gone through, you know. So I um, I, I feel like. Being the spearhead of, of you know this um, anti-lawsuit against UFC is um, the right thing to do for all the fighters. You know I can care that's what the audience thinks because they don't understand the fact that you know without the fighters there is no promotion, there is no fight event, and and if the promoters is taking over eighty to ninety percent of the the revenue and the profits. That it's just not right for for the fighters that put their lives on the line. And yes, we did uh, sign up for it. But at the same time, if we knew what what fair market and what boxers made, then why are we? Um, as you know, you know, I understand when you have to start from the bottom. But even fighters with you know a good amount of fights underneath their belt with a winning record, uh, why are they? why do get paid less than like uh like a like a bench warmer in the NFL or the you know the, you know baseball even some minor league players get paid more you know i just that's why i'm 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 fighting for all the fighters
1: well i'll tell you what man fighter pay is something that that's very near and dear to my heart uh it, it's something that i mean quite frankly <clears throat> we haven't focused on it enough you you've heard obviously over the years it's been some guys have said things, obviously the antitrust lawsuit, that's been a big portion of it. Uh, but now that it's in the forefront with guys like John Jones, Jorge Masvidal, even McGregor to an extent, you know, what are your thoughts on that situation and how it relates to your decision to help spearhead the class action lawsuit against the UFC? Like, these are the kind of dissenting voices that you need to make change, right? Yes. Um, you see, this, the, the
2: crazy thing about this whole picture is if you look at it, they're happy, they're content because they were manipulated. I'm sorry to say it, but they were, they were content and they, yeah, making millions, but they didn't realize that the company is making hundreds of millions. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, you know, uh, Connor, he's making a boatload, but look at all the fights that he had a fight up until, you know, the point that he's making that kind of money, you know, and it should have happened for him a lot earlier. And when it did happen to him, was it still a fair share? You know, who was still taking, you know, uh, you know the, the, the lion's share. And for him to do one boxing fight against the, the, the legend in boxing, you know, Floyd uh, Mayweather, and the amount of money that he got paid for that just shows that there's already, there's a huge difference in fighters' pay.
1: Of know? course, of course. And, I, he, he got a taste know. of what fair pay is, right?
2: Yes, that is correct. He got a taste. And and look how many fights, like John Jones was talking about, that he, you know, risked, you know, going out there, you know, being, uh, you know, taking, you know, concussion blows uh, for so many fights. And, you know, yeah, sure, he getting pay $2 million, and a lot of people say, wow, that's a lot of money. You should be grateful. Yeah, you would be grateful if you're making $2 million dollars and maybe the company's making 2.5 or even 5 and they're, they're sharing that kind of revenue. But if you're making 2 million and the company's making 40, 50, 60 million dollars, is that fair? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's where it is. And, 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 and the reason why the fighters don't have an option is to look at all the fight promotion that was gobbled up by the 400 pound gorilla UFC look at pride look at wec look at strike force they were all taken off the market and they and they had no intention of continuing that those promotions they gobbled them up, off the market to dissolve them so the fighters have nowhere else to go to negotiate and a free market like in boxing You know, it's like who has the most money, who has the most prestigious, you know, events, and who can negotiate for the fight, and who can afford the fight, because they know that, yes, it's a risk, but the fighters are, the the product, and the fighters are getting paid what they're worth. But in MMA, man, I mean, there's you know, look at, look at um, Cowboy Cerrone's pay compared to you know right. Conor's pay. He's a great example. Or, Absolutely. Right. I mean, I don't. He. I think somewhere out the news, you know, in the media, it says that he didn't get a back end. Well, you know, maybe his team tried to negotiate back in, but they didn't want to lose the fight because if they kept pushing for back in, of course the all 400 pound gorilla can say, "Hey, you're easily replaced. Look at this list of names that we can replace you with."
1: Right, it's like um, so dangling it, a carrot, right?
2: Yes, yes, that, that that is correct. So that's that's why I said, you know, um, you know, for me, they, they were taking good care of me in the beginning, in the middle, and then when I started, like, why do I have to go to China and spend all their time out there, and I'm not, I'm not even getting. 10% of what a reality personality makes on a reality show. And not only am I, um, I, I'm not even a coach, but I have to coach both Kings and be the dang the white figure in China. And I'm only going to get paid 2 point or like 5% of, of what these, um, uh, reality, um, uh, personalities get. Cause I, I'm in the, I'm in the business. I know what they get, you know, right. and, and, it, and, and, and some of these reality person, you know, you know, personalities, they get paid a lot of money and to say like on the low end is like, you know, like 75 K and I, I made five K per episode, but at the same time when I was out there, I was literally really, I, I, cause the, the Lee Long TV crew never filmed a reality show ever before. So I, I was literally picking up their cameras like saying, film, please, film. They got to the point
1: that in the end was saying,
2: please, film. And then and it got to the point where I, I was telling them, how do you fucking run this camera? Right. I, was, I was shooting myself. You know? And then, of course, you know, it, like literally every 30 minutes they were taking cigarette breaks. And they missed a lot of like, the show would have been a lot better. And then, uh, you know, it, it's just crazy. And there is a, uh, uh, you know um, an article out there I believe either ESPN or SureDog I can't remember exactly what it was but Dana White saw it man if it wasn't for tongue, our show would have went you know bottom you know belly up so and then you know so those are the things that um, you know that really bothered me and of course you know when it came down to it you know it, it, they, and then when they said I, I took uh, like um, uh, HGH and um, it's like Dr. Caitlin of the Olympic pet specialist didn't stick up for me because he he knew me or or or, or he liked me. He stuck up for his 10-year research, saying that UFC's claims against me for taking HGH um, is is wrong because if you're going to test someone, you have to test for when they're fasted and when their resting heart rate is normal or when they just woke up, uh, you know. Um, they literally tested me and Michael right after the fight and whoever else. Uh, and then I was clean of everything else. I even put, I even took another test and put it out there um, and compared the two tests. Of course, my HH level was spiked because I literally got blood drawn out of me right after the fight. They pulled me back to the back room when I was all bloody. I just had just lots of fight, And I, I went four and a half, four and a half rounds. Um, uh, against Michael visiting, of course my levels are going to be elevated. I'm bleeding out of my face, my my the bone underneath my eye is broken. so all the the, the the components of my body was trying to heal itself right then and there. of course my HCH level is going to be through the roof, you know and and then uh, you know for them to throw me under the bus and I asked them, hey, where's Michael's test? where's I want to do the blood test again. let's do it again. They're like, oh, it's been destroyed. So I right there, and I knew that there's, there's a, absolutely, if you're not on their team, if you're not with them, you're against them, and that that wasn't the case. And right before I left, they wanted me to sign another six fight deal. I would have signed it. I was already thinking of like moving down in weight because all these guys are so huge, and um, and I, I mentioned I, I, I mentioned that to um, you know Dana, and and basically um since I didn't sign my deal memo right then and there because my lawyer was out of town. They wanted it, me to sign it right then and there. Like, uh, uh, literally the day before, I flew out to Vietnam to finish up my training camp so I can acclimate to the time, you know, you know in, in, in China. So I was going to spend my last 10 days of training in Vietnam, you know, get used to, you know, the time, the time change and, then, um, and, you know, get my body off ready you know this is finally I did camp where I was injured I was you know dieting right I was feeling good and and then uh, you know uh, so it
1: sounds to so me I, man I, it sounds to me like it's not just one thing I mean there is a big culmination of a lot of stuff that left a terrible taste in your mouth I mean just based on the hda the HDH accusation alone I mean that's all that's borderline defamation and you were never given a chance to uh, prove your innocence
2: Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I know now because of the discovery, but I can't mention anything. And it's just, it is, uh, and I, it, 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 the, the the fact that these top fighters are finally getting upset is because they finally may be educating themselves when we, in the beginning, five years ago, when we started this block, we are pushing it. And MMA FA have have been doing this for 10 years. Like Rob Macy, who started MMA, um, FA, um, um, has been trying to educate the fighters about what's happening for over 10 years. And in five years ago, we were pushing hard. Then we started taking it to, to, um, uh, taking it to DC. Now we have over 59 signatures from Congress, different Congress and in the pandemic hit, this was supposed to be a big year for us to you know sh- shine the light on what's happening so
1: man that, um, that is but, such a that is such a shame that the pandemic is yet another facet of something that could have been great that that you know it's affected that but i wanted to ask man i mean obviously the ali act is a viable answer to the problem but you mentioned the MMAFA sure. I, what else can these athletes do? Is, is a fighter union, is, that's obviously another viable option. What do they have to do? They have to get together, right?
2: I don't think they really need to. Um, there's a fighter uh, fighters union. Right now I believe there should be, um, because MMAFA is not a union. I want to make that clear to everyone. It's not a union. It's an association. Right. And we are fighters that have been done wrong. And we are making sure, and we're trying our best, the same thing doesn't happen to the current fighters and the future fighters. So, you know, we are fighting hard. John Fitch, uh, myself, uh, um, Nate, Nate Corey, um, Brandon Vera. I mean, the, like, he, like you know, Carlos Duce has nothing to do with this, but he's the one supporting it and started, you know, talking to Rob and educating Rob about all this stuff, you know, that's going on. And, you know, like, come on, uh, when Nate fought uh, Rich Franklin, he told me that he only got paid $10,000 for a title fight. Like, can you imagine the amount of money that UFC made for that fight? And, and I'm sure Rich Franklin was underpaid for that fight, too, you know, so... Um, yeah, and, that, that's, that
1: disgusting. that's disgusting. That's disgusting. That's, and you know, it bothers me to this day to think, like you were talking about earlier, uh, in comparison to what boxers make. I mean, you look at the undercard of a UFC event, a guy making 10 and 10. I mean, you, you got to be kidding me. When you look at a boxing event, yeah, sure, the headliners are taking home huge money, but even the guys on the undercard are getting millions of dollars, you know? Correct.
2: That, that's, and you know, and, and, and to say that, um, you know, what we're, um, what would we you call it, what UFC calls us, uh, independent contractors or some, some crap like that. But even, take nothing away from the guys that kick the field goals, okay? Take nothing away from them. They deserve their pay. But they are, they are nearly, I mean, they are paid way more than, I say, 75% of the fighters
1: right right so yeah i get what you're saying you're drawing right you're drawing comparisons from all other sports but again the the easiest one to draw comparison from is 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 boxing but i'm wondering has anybody involved with the lawsuit against the ufc the antitrust lawsuit has anybody reached out to jones or any of the athletes who are currently expressing their unhappiness with their uh compensation of course we have
2: um it's all over twitter um I reached out to, I I private DM them, you know, Um, you know, I, I feel that until something starts moving, then they'll jump on and we don't mind, you know, they can jump on us at the last minute to, it's just like bringing in that fullback to really plunge through the hole and get that touchdown at the end. Because that's our main goal as a team, as all the fighters standing together, it's not because this lawsuit says Kung Lee versus UFC, it's actually Kung Lee and all the UFC fighters from this date to this date, and all the future fighters who will be competing in the UFC. This lawsuit is
1: for absolutely, you know, so, that, yeah. Um, while while it, while it won't it, take care, while it won't take care of the past, it's important to make sure that the future is the right kind of future for all these athletes.
2: Th- yeah, correct, and this is where. Everyone has to... Every fighter needs to get it in their head. This is that, like, 3 mouth saying, one for all, all for one. This is it. This is the time. Look at what's happening in the world, you know. Um, of course, for the fighters that can't afford to make the stand and, and then do it, I, we all understand that you have to put food on the table and continue to fight and fight, you know... There's an opportunity to make money, please go make money. But guys like Jones and guys like Connor and, you know, that could afford it, please join us. Make a difference. You can get on Twitter all day long, but that obviously hasn't done shit. Get and be part of this group, be part of the movement that will help all your other, you know, brothers. That, that, you know, your martial arts brothers that is getting paid not even 1% of what you're getting paid. Help help them out. Stand for something. Make that difference.
1: Stand for something. Stand for something or fall for anything, right?
2: Yep. Stand for something. Or, you know, and then, then you just show your true colors when you don't really want to do it because you have an opportunity to do it, you know? So Connor has an opportunity to do it, you know, and, and he doesn't even ever have to fight again, he'll be okay. His kids will be okay, his grandkids will be okay. But right. what about all the fighters that can't afford it? Look at all those stories where fighters have to take a second job and you know, or, or you know, bounce at a nightclub or you know you know
1: I know, and then and then you consider that the sponsorships uh, the sponsorships were taken away, so that's supplemental income in between fights it was no longer there, and I mean, you, uh, again, I, I think of the guys that are making like 10 and 10 that have to pay for all the things that lead them up to a fight, the the, the training, the 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 dieting, all of it, even uh, transportation in a lot of cases, and then, you know, you get that check, you get that money, and then it's all gone. It's all it's all back to, you know, coaches and whatnot, and to think that you still you cannot get that supplemental income of those guys, sponsorships I mean that that was a big one too but hearing all these guys all these dissenting voices now a lot of the bigger names that's got to be really encouraging for you right
2: oh yeah Um, and we will use it to our our advantage um, because it's out there in the media so thank you for speaking up finally finally speaking up knowing your worth guys I mean you know I mean basically (laughs) you guys are getting pimped out and we are all getting pimped out. We're all in the same boat. Whether you get high, you know, uh, you know, uh, getting paid high, you're still getting pimped out. Because the winner in the end is the guy who's not getting the bloody noses, not getting the black eyes, you know, not recovering from some weird injury that you know was happened in practice. These are the guys that sitting on their couch, in their yacht, you know, enjoying the most expensive wine or champagne on your, you know, on your riding on your back and off your blood and sweat. That's
1: what that's what's happening. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you guys are the product, and you guys should be compensated as such. Again, I mean, this is something that, that has been near and dear to my heart for a long time. We could talk about this all day, but this conversation, this kind of leads me to e-kick. You know, when I spoke to the team behind this revolutionary idea, I was left with the feeling that the brand is really going to do everything in its power to make sure that the athletes are well taken care of, in particular with fighter pay and helping athletes after they leave competition, which is such a big deal. How did you get involved with all of this?
2: Well, um, a good friend of mine and a business um, partner, uh, Jeff Arcio, he, um, you know, he, he turned me on to... Uh, this uh, e kick and told me that he's going to push me as a brand ambassador uh, because look at all the, the things that they want to do. They're more for the fighters, they're all about the fighters because they know without the fighters, they are nothing. They are nothing. And uh, so I, I, I've been working with Jeff on several different projects that, you know, it's really close to coming together. And I think the e kick is one of them. I think I just got to finish my 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 deal with with e kick and uh, making sure that you know I have enough say. And when it comes to taking care of the fighters, and when it comes to like the rules, and when it comes to different things, that is the most important for not only the audience to enjoy the dynamic of the fights, but different elements that you know is a part of the, the fight game because, you know, I, I've, I've fought on many different platforms from Shia to kickboxing to continue, even point fighting I fought in, in Taekwondo fighting, I've, I've championed myself in every single arena so I know what it's going to take for the people to be excited about a fight and the build-up, and then, of course, you got to take care of your fighters. You have to take care of your fighters.
1: Yeah, and obviously your your experience is invaluable in all those regards. But like you're saying, you take care of those fighters; they are going to be so much more willing to go out there and put on a great performance. They know they're taken care of. They're not worried about oh, if I have a if I if I get the L here, then you know I might get cut or my pay is going to decrease. Knowing that they're well taken care of, they're going to go out there and put on a better product than you could expect from a guy that's worried about job security. Correct. Now, as a brand ambassador, I mean, you kind of discussed it there for a moment, but, you know, what level of involvement have you had in the company and, and what kind of impact are you hoping to have on the world of combat sports with Kick?
2: Well, you know, right now I, I'm i a little bit limited in, in my involvement until they finish out my deal memo, right? Where, where everything was, uh, you know, almost done, we just had a, a few little small and, uh, you know, tweaks, to the to the contract and then then we'll get to move forward um you know i know for a fact that uh what i bring to the table they they probably um won't get from anyone else they want to come into vietnam is a huge market um you know uh, there's close to a hundred million people there and uh, the, the market there is growing there they, they've they've had no death from the coronavirus um the, the, the movie industry is already starting to start, you know, crank up again. So um, life is, is is good over there, and you know, um, I, I I I have a a, a big um, fan base out there, and then the connection, uh, the senior government plans to bring me back over there to talk about some projects with them and how I can help with the film industry and then the youth over there. So I'm I'm excited about that. But at the same time, you know, Ek could definitely, you know, um, get a good hold in that market and promote some good events out there. But until my deal is done, until you know, I know that I have a certain amount of say when it comes to, you know, taking care of the fighters and 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 uh, you know, Jeff worked that out all out for me. I, he knows what I need and he knows what I want. So. Um, you know, I, I, again, if, if, I'm 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 doing this not to get rich. It's it's, it's what I'm doing it for right now. It's for if this because this definitely has legs. Because if you mix the current martial arts to the traditional martial arts, you have something in between, and that's what like I I feel like the the, the competition is missing. You have a lot of crazy personality. You have some really you know great personality, but you don't have enough of that personality like a George Saint Pierre uh, like myself where we praise god you know uh, for winning or losing and and you know i, I know everyone have no religious belief but you know those that is what helps the future and the kids when they look up to 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 these fighters they have something to look look at and and model themselves after not like how good someone talks not for a fight, but how someone praises the Lord and the Lord guides them and giving all glory to God, that's something that will help the kids understand what life is all about when you live that straight path with integrity, with confidence, and with the the want to make that change that you want to see in the world.
1: Yeah, you make a great point there. I mean, obviously... You're correct, there's a ton of great characters to follow in the in the world of combat sports, in particular mixed martial arts, but there's not that many role models or heroes left, right? So I agree with you 100% there, and then to also break into those eastern markets, you're going to have to have a lot more of that hero, role model, following the martial way, the Bushido code, I mean that's going to appeal to that market much more than any kind of trash talk would, right?
2: Of course. And, you know, it's kind of how you, like Scott Coker, right? He's He comes from a traditional background. I've known him. I started my, like, the second phase of my professional career because I started with Draka, which is a Russian league, and then i done Shida Kong where I was getting paid to fight. And then, and then finally, um, uh, then when I met Scott Coker as my real first promoter, I became his friend, and I sat behind a lot of, like, the buildup of how events took place, the, po- the making the posters with this graphic artist. I remember the guy's name was Oscar Tendora. I mean, we go way back. And then Scott is a black belt under Ernie Reyes, and 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 basically he's he lives by the martial arts code, right? So with that, he the way he carries himself. Look how much the fighters love him. And and the crazy thing about this is. He canceled an event and paid everyone and their fight bonus and paid the staff and made no money off of it. The event was completely canceled, but every single person from the main event all the way down to the janitor was taken care of. That is called integrity.
1: For sure, for sure. Scott's one of those guys that gets a lot of praise from athletes and you know media like myself as well. And... Uh, even a guy like chhatri Sidyotung is, is is blazing that same path over with one championship. Uh, but, but to stay with eKick here, uh, very cool concept to have three different rule sets under one banner. Uh, and the Kumite portion is particularly interesting. Give us your thoughts on how revolutionary the brand could be, being that they're going to have all three rule sets under one company. Well,
2: I think the biggest thing, like I, I was saying, now you have your traditional... Uh, you know, style that everyone grew up on, and everyone understand the traditional white gi with the black belt, or the kung fu gi with the sash, you know, and then you have the element of the Muay Thai, where you're fighting in the kickboxing shorts, and, and you're, you know, and the, 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 the power and the dynamics of each strike, the, you know, the eight limbs, you know, and then And then I'm actually, I proposed to them today why not add the element of headbutt, right? Because uh, (laughs) a good friend of mine is David Laduke. I love watching this guy knock people out with headbutt. And headbutt is, uh, and like, it's a, a part of your body that can definitely damage someone. And not only do you have to deal with, you know, the punch. The kick, the knee, the elbow, all the takedowns. Now you have to deal with the headbutt, and I think that I think that'd be dynamic for the game. Let's see if if my my idea will get you know thrown into the mix. Um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely for that. And then I I, I, I I even talked about a different element. I said, why are we not going to let them strike to the head? when so, uh, an opponent's down so if you're on the street are you going to strike to the head if you if, take down your opponent to finish him so you can get and be done with the fight or you finish him so you can get ready for the next you know uh, you know guy who's coming at you you want to be as real as possible you know so let's let's bring this whole element of all the rules in that Is used in martial arts But at the same time Let's add the element Of traditional Let's add the element Of MMA today And put it together In something More dynamic So that's 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 The goal That we are all Trying to get to With e-kick And hopefully It works And um, hopefully uh, You know Everything that I've done And pushed for them uh, Will Will go through
1: Yeah that would be Some really cool stuff To see ground strikes uh, Reinstated Headbutts I mean A lot of people say if headbutts were still around, Mark Coleman would still be champion. So you definitely open up a whole different facet of the game involving those kind of techniques. Uh, But the big hurdle there is obviously going to be the sanctioning bodies, right? Yep. But,
2: again, you know, when you're doing stuff overseas, and here in the States, you know, the good thing is my fiance. Um, she, she's Apache, and her mom's a shaman, so if they need to get on Indian land and uh, Indian reservation to get these rules done and the event with the martial arts fighting skills done right, then you have me. Right. I am that wild part, and um, they definitely need to um, take advantage of what I can bring to the table.
1: Well, clearly... Uh, you know, even before this conversation, I knew you were going to be a very valuable asset, but even more so now, as we've talked here, uh, you know, considering all of this stuff, uh, the, the, revolutionary way that they're going about the format, uh, the team focused on taking care of the athletes. I'd imagine that you wish something like this was available to you earlier in your career, right? Yes, of course. I wish it
2: was available to me. But I, you know what, I'm not going to take anything away from what Scott Coker and myself have built together. And, um, right. and for me to look back at what could have been is me wasting time looking ahead. So well, very true. I will spend my time looking back and I will focus on the time, what in the future and what needs to be done and what, you know, my legacy is still missing, you know? So, and then of course you got my son who's dynamic. I joke around with Coker so many times. You may sign him and one time he was at some event. He's like, uh, hey, uh, like I was sitting like two, uh, two, two uh, chairs away from him and he's all, hey, come, me and your son were talking. To him. I already signed him and we are joking around like that. <laughs> I'm the one who's signed right now because he's, he, he's still a minor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Listen, Kung, you've been more than generous, wh- generous with your time I've only got a few more questions here for you uh, Building a promotion from the ground up, that's no easy task However, again, with the mission statement and the format alone I think that th- that eKick you know, could take the industry by storm That being said, in terms of talent acquisition Should there be a focus on going after household names and free agency Or should the focus be on raising homegrown talent?
2: You know, for, for me, I, I would say let's raise the homegrown talents because, you know, when you build something from ground up, let's build these guys from ground up. You know, there's there's a lot of talented martial artists out there. You know, I know a whole bunch in Vietnam. So uh, we're, we're, we're not going to be lacking in, in any dynamic, you know, fighters that will bring the heat, you know, from Vietnam. So we're, we're good with that. And there's a lot of fighters from Every, every part of the world and I think it's how you build the event up and uh, you know and how you promote it and how how the fighters will will put it on the line for your promotion and it's all it comes down to um, how dynamic the fights are it's not how you know what these fighters got to say afterwards you know it, there's a part of that to do but people are not there to watch you know what the fighters say afterwards uh, and that, that's a plus they're there to see what these Fighters do and their warrior spirit when they're down, you know, by two rounds and they need to win the next round or they need to win by knockout. What are they willing to do? What are they willing to sacrifice in the ring? What are, how how deep are they going to dig? How deep are they going to dig for for the win in this fight? And I think that is the warrior mentality, the warrior spirit, and and that's the thing that we need to do and establish an interview fighters and then we will put them where they need to be in 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 the event from uh, undercard to the main card to the main event. That's how we do it. And then when these guys build their names, now hopefully by then the Muhammad Ali Act will be open and all fighters will benefit from the Muhammad Ali Act and now other promotions can bid on the champions of ETH to fight against another champion and that is where we have huge, massive promotion, champion versus champion, Bellator champion versus UFC champion, you know, UK champion versus, you know, um, uh, Bellator champion, UFC champion. Yes, we need to do this.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, man. And, and it all goes back to the stuff you were saying earlier about focusing and getting back towards traditional martial arts, the martial way, and the Bushido Code. Uh, Real quick, we were told that the debut event would likely feature an exhibition match between yourself and Frank Shamrock. Is this true?
2: Uh, You know what? I haven't heard anything about that yet. uh, (laughs) Okay. um, Of course, there's talk, but um, again, until I see a contract, then it's not true. And when I do see a contract, uh, I'll let you guys know. But, you know, I've heard... That there was talked about it, but um, until until I have a contract, nothing's true. Nothing is true until I sign on the dotted line, and that's how it is. And and my involvement with eKick is again until I sign my final agreement because we have a, a you know a couple different agreements with eKick, and until I sign on that final eKick agreement, nothing is nothing is guaranteed. I just. I have a, a, a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of connections, and I have Vietnam. So if they want that, they better uh, they, they better make sure that I'm happy because when I'm happy, all the fighters are going to be happy because I'm the guy who's going to take care of the fighters, and I'm going to make sure they get paid right and they're going to get paid equally. And I am the guy who's going to raise storm a storm if the promoter you know starts acting like you know some other promoters we know because then then, then then, we'll have some
1: trouble because I am all about
2: fighting for the fighters. Well, again, I and can't... Have, and go ahead. And of it, 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 it has to be dealt through fucking inside the e-kick ring to fucking settle our differences. So let's make some money.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like I said earlier, man, I think you're an a valuable asset uh, to the e-kick brand. And also, I can't commend you enough for everything you do to, to spearhead the kind of change that we need to see for these athletes. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to the, to the e-kick debut and all the success that a revolutionary brand like that should have in its future. So again, I greatly appreciate all your time today, man. In conclusion, please reiterate whatever v- advice you would have for combat sports athletes in regards to being treated fairly and why they should look into uh, joining up with the lawsuit and why they should also consider e-kick uh, as the kind of change that combat sports needs in the world today.
2: Well, to all my fellow fighters that risk your life when you step inside that octagon, please do a little research on the Muhammad act from boxing and help it, help us Push it to mixed martial arts. And understand about the lawsuit that we're doing for the 1,200-plus UFC fighters. We are fighting for you. We're not fighting against you. And because this lawsuit, UFC is such a powerful brand, it will never go under. And for some reason, it did go under because that was God's will. It's not going to go under. It's the most powerful MMA promotion out there, but it's the most powerful because of the fighters. that, And it's not the UFC. Um, it's the fighters of the UFC is because it's the most popular brand. People are not going to show up and go watch an empty arena or an empty octagon. They're going to show up to watch you fight. Dana White, Fertitta, whoever's behind the doors has nothing to entertain the crowd with except some bullshit that comes out of their mouth. But where this is is happening is the fighters trying to knock each other out, submit each other and win for that money so they can provide for their family. It should be definitely... A fair share you should know your value and in in boxing the promoter had to give up what they've made in certain events that is similar to the event that you're going to be in so you have better negotiation power so please do your research follow MMA FA and get behind the Muhammad Ali act from boxing to MMA and things will be a lot easier for fighters to make what they're worth. That's my message.
1: Well, again, man, I can't commend you enough for what you're doing, and it has been an absolute honor to speak with you today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation just as much as I did. But before we let you go, man, anything you want to plug, any projects you have coming up, where can people find you on social media? The floor is yours, my friend. Well, you know, I
2: have uh, a... My social media from Instagram is uh, uh, Kung Lee 185, Uh, Facebook's Kung Lee, Twitter's Kung Lee 185. I started a YouTube channel, uh, Kung Lee Official, and it just shows basic self-defense for the people who've never done any martial arts. Maybe they've done a a cardio kickboxing class and they put some blades in their hands. It'll help them uh, have a better chance to survive, uh, you know, what we're living in today from, you know, the attacks to the the racism and uh, the crime rate going up. And, um, you know, and other than that, all glory goes to God. And uh, keep, keep your faith and send a lot more prayers out because the world needs it.
1: That is for sure. That is for sure. And just to let you know, man, BJPenn.com, we call ourselves the fighter's voice. And, you know, we are behind your, your goals here 100%. So any way we can help, please feel free to reach out. Again, I I can't thank you enough for the time today. It was an honor. I hope we can catch up again soon and keep fighting that good fight, man. Thank you very much. You have a great day. You too, Kung. Thank you. There you have it, folks. An incredibly talented guy blazing the path for a righteous cause. As you all have seen in the media, fighter pay has come back to the forefront, it's a big issue. It's important for us here at BJPenn.com and having more guys like Kung Lee fighting the good fight for what is just and righteous for future generations of combat sports athletes. As I said many times in the interview, I commend him for what he's doing and I would encourage all these other athletes that have a gripe with the UFC in regards to fighter pay, how they're represented, how they're compensated. As Kung Lee did, I would encourage them to join up with the MMAFA, join the class action lawsuit, and try to enact some change for the betterment of the sport and its entirety. So for those of our listeners who want to do what they can to get involved, again, just support these guys in what they're doing. Make sure you follow them online and let them know that you support Fair Pay for Athletes in combat sports. You support the MMAFA. And let's hopefully see some change come in the near future. But let's keep it rolling like we always do. BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice. Closing out this episode, international action movie star. He's a big hit in India and Canada as well. Got a lot of projects coming up. And he's also involved with the revolutionary new brand of EKIC. E-K-I-C. Coming up next, Sonny Singh. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show former Taekwondo champion and international action movie star, the one and only Sonny Singh. Sonny, thanks for joining the show today. How are you doing?
3: I'm great, fantastic, and thank you so much having me in your lovely, lovely, fantastic show, sir.
1: (laughs) Well, it's absolutely our (laughs) pleasure. Um, Listen, man, I know it's a crazy world out there. How are you surviving uh, throughout COVID and, and, and the lockdowns and all that? How has that been affecting you?
3: You know what, actually, Canada is not too bad, actually. You know, we have some lockdowns, but not really major lockdowns, just like we have, uh, you know, lockdown in, like, UK, India, and USA. But we actually not bad. Actually, we're doing pretty good now. So, so far, getting better day by day. So, thanks to God.
1: Right, absolutely. Now, while being an international movie star and a fight choreographer, I'd imagine that our American audience might not be too familiar with your career. So... For those who aren't, tell us about your background as a martial artist and how that all transitioned into your acting career. Alright, thank you so much and uh, thanks again
3: uh, everyone's listening to this uh, awesome show and uh, thanks to them. So actually, my screen name is Sunny Singh and actually I was born in India as well but I grew up in England and Canada as well. So I'd be back and forth in all the different leagues too uh european countries north american countries so long story short is uh i'm a former taekwondo world champion three times olympic style Olympic style, and uh qualified for olympics in 2004 Athens in 2004 but i couldn't make it to the team but i qualified so the weight's going to be a little bit different there at that time um still competing was uh competed before two years ago my last world championship and uh since then I've been putting my old effort to a movie career. So I've done quite a bit films in Canada, USA, and also in India and the UK as well, sir. So I'm getting better day by day. I got a lot of support for top people, so I think I'm, I'm in a good hand, sir.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so you mentioned you, you qualified for the 2004 Olympic team, but you weren't able to compete, and you, you said that was because of a weight issue? Yes,
3: but usually they have eight weight categories at that time, fin, fly, bantam, welter, feather, lightweight, and uh, middleweight and heavyweight. So suddenly they changed the weight till they made a four-weight category. So that was a really little hard for me to lose a weight, and I couldn't do it that time, so I missed this opportunity. And after that, I was visiting Canada a couple of months later, and then I was competing with the Canadian team, so I got a pretty good results, so I got pretty good medals, and then I got sponsored by the uh, uh, Canadian Olympic Federation, so I migrated to Canada in 2005, since I've been competing for Canada.
1: Now, and so, uh, uh, forgive me if I miss this, but how, how many years after that until you decided to break into movies?
3: Oh, you know, to be honest with you, uh, my first film i done done... Uh, Hollywood film with the Josh Hartnett and Samuel L. Jackson movie called Resurrecting the, uh, the Champ. It's like a boxing film. So I got a pretty good, like a small role in it. And after that, um, I decided to be uh, films in the films. And also I met Cynthia Rothrock, you know, Grandmaster Cynthia Rothrock. She's a Hollywood actress. And uh, she told me a lot of things about me. She said, you're the movie material, and then you should try to go further. So that's why I decided to... Uh, my all skills in the films actually. So.
1: Awesome, awesome, and I'd imagine you're a pretty big star in India.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, not too bad.
1: <laughs> no. I've done a
3: couple films in India last year, so I'm really happy. But there was a COVID nineteen, so they're supposed to release uh, this year in theaters actually first May, but the COVID happened, so everything's uh, you know postponed now. So I hope uh, theaters is going to be open soon, possible, and then my movie is going to be released in all theaters nationwide so i'm really looking forward to sitting with people to you know watch those films actually so
1: awesome awesome who were some of your biggest inspirations when you were growing up uh who was sonny singh's action star hero
3: you know be honest with you um it's so many great martial artists in this world right i mean it's hard to take one person name uh, you know, but definitely uh everyone loves Bruce Lee, right? You know, uh everyone loves Bruce Lee, myself loves Bruce Lee, then uh unfortunately when Bruce Lee sir passed away, then Jackie Chinsar came up, then Jet Lee came up, so there was inspiration, Bruce Lee was. And after that is Wendam, Steven Seagal, sir you know. So everyone is a top list, you know what I mean? So I don't know who to go with that, but uh, my dream is to work with um uh, all those top martial artists, celebrities, fighters uh, work with them. That's my dream, actually. Not a dream, actually. Target. So I'm pursuing that at the moment. So, yes, sir.
1: Awesome, awesome. I, I would agree with you. I mean, all of those names, but in particular, it all started with Bruce Lee, right?
3: Yes, sir. Definitely. Bruce Lee is the biggest, you know, thing, you know. And then, I actually, I didn't mention to anybody, actually, I was tra- trained by a very, very close friend, uh, um, um, Kojong uh, Jiswanta. He he uh, he's still alive in India, and uh, he does a lot of Sanshu Wushu stuff. And then I was trained by him six and a half, six six, I think six to seven months in on on mountains, place called uh, Mizoram. It's a, it's a, it's a near the China border actually, and it's like a it's like an end of India basically, you know. And he told me a couple of things about Bruce Lee sir, as well. So he's a very good friend because he go to Hong Kong a lot. Chain with it
1: so. Right, yeah, his legacy lives on through many people. That's for sure. Uh, for any of our listeners yes, who wanted to get acquainted with your films, tell us about your favorite roles.
3: Okay, sir. I started uh, all negative roles, villain roles, and uh, I love to do that because, uh, just like I said, I have, uh, I had a ex law enforcement background, so I've done so many roles uh, in bodyguard roles in the films and. Uh, all negative roles so I, I love the negative role i love the energy you know and plus my look is i think it's not really good to like as gonna be a, a great like a main actor like you know what i mean like a hero but i like to uh villain so i think this is suits on my personality actually it, you know but right. i can do all roles so my favorite role is uh I've done just now a movie called Honorable Sins. It's a Canadian action film, and I was the lead, lead actor in this film. And uh, sometime I'm homeless, drunk guy, you know, my son got kidnapped, my wife got murdered, so in this film, actually. So, you know, so that I think is my favorite role because I'm the main lead character in this film. So I'm happy with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can, I can understand the, the the enjoying the villain role because you get, get to kind of let loose, right?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And only, you know, I was, uh, I have a lot of celebrities, friends now, even in Bollywood, Punjabi, and even in Hollywood as well. I was listening to the interview, even I was talking to them, meeting with them, they always told me, they, the first movie ever they started, role as a villain, actually. As a villain. So, I said, why not me? So
1: <laughs> Well, at least you know you're on the right, <laughs> You at least you know you're on the right path hearing that from them.
3: Absolutely, so i done so many films as a villain, but now I'm getting a good, good guy's role, a role as well, so I'm okay with that, so I think I can blend it on all kind of roles now, you know, so except from uh, like martial art films as well, but I like to pursue some different films as well, classical films, another action type films too. They have a martial art, but they have a more kind of like, you know, army roles or police officer role or detective role or something like that, you know what I mean, right?
1: Right, so. right. Now, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Bollywood and obviously the success there. What's the martial arts scene like in India? You know, I know every little boy in the world at some point wants to be a ninja, but does combat sports, they have that kind of following that it does here in the States over in India?
3: You know, um, actually, it's a little bit different what's in India because I've done stunts there. Actually, I must, I was stunt guy in this film as well. So when I was uh, working with action coordinator, stunt coordinator there, he was really impressed with my kicks. He was re- uh, really impressed with my fallings on the floor because uh, some people, they use mattress on the floor. But at this point, over there, I didn't use any kind of mattress. I just fall on the floor just, you know, uh, without mat- mattress. So he was really impressed. And, uh, it's, it's every, you know, every industry have a different uh, level of work working experience right so um they do different kind of workouts different wire works you know uh sometimes they don't have a mattress it's just like asian you know when you go to hong kong you do old chinese films they don't have a mattress they do real stuff you know what i mean right you understand what i'm saying so i think north america is a little bit different because uh, uh uh actually in north america they prefer most safety and distance but i think in asia India is it India as a part of Asia as well? They actually like to get hit. To be honest with you.
1: They well, like I'm sure. Hit. I'm sure it looks better on film that way.
3: Yes, absolutely. Because when I was in in the, on the uh, in India on the set, and I got hit actually three times uh, on my head. So I said, okay, no problem. Let's go start it over again. You know what I mean? So I think it's, everyone's have every directors, every actors. I have a different level of, you know, work experience. So I think we have to blend in both industry because now Hollywood is blending into also uh, Bollywood industry as well and even some Bollywood actors working in Hollywood too. So I think this is a great culture. We're supposed to be working together as a team, as a family, you know what I mean?
1: Of course, so of course. This, that that great Bruce Lee quote, uh, under the stars, we are all but one family. So I agree with you 100% Absolutely. there.
3: Yes, sir. Yes. So I'm happy, you know, I get to know uh, Indian industry as well. Uh, I get to know English industry as well. Canadians, as a Canadian, as a Canadian actor, you know, uh, I can speak uh, a couple people languages. So I'm blessed with that. Plus I have uh, martial arts background experience, not in Saekwondo, like a different, different martial arts. And I competed as well. I competed in karate as well. Shotokan. I'm a world silver medalist in Boston uh, in 1996. Uh, and, uh, also I compete a little bit, uh, sanshu as well. They used to call sanshu, but they call Sanda now, the modern sport. And I'm a huge fan of Kung Lee as well, Kung Lee brother. So I hope, uh, soon we'll be training with him as well, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I'd lo- I'd lo- I'd love to see a film with both of you guys in there. That would be great.
3: You know, we're working right together, right?
1: <laughs> right, right, right,
3: right. Yeah. That, <laughs> movie called Villepica, directed by Susan and, um, um, so, Kang Lee is part of uh, the team as well. I'm really happy. Some is a group of more, few great actors as well Canadian actors, Hollywood actor, and also Asian actor as well. Simon Cook is in there because he was in 8 Man 3 with Mike Tyson and Donnie, and so he's going to work with us too. So, we have a pretty good team at the moment, sir. So, we are really, really happy. And I'm actually, to be honest, from my bottom of my heart, I'm a huge fan of Kang Lee. I have seen it's all fights. M MF Gates Fight Strike Boat and uh, I really, really like to learn from him.
1: man, that 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 him. is a that is a tremendous ensemble. Donnie Yen, he's he's uh he's big time.
3: Yeah, I communicate with the uh, Donnie and sir by Instagram actually. He replied back to me, so we, we're still in the conversation right now. So let's see how far we can go.
1: Well I certainly <laughs> I certainly hope that comes to fruition. Uh but just to talk about competition for a bit here. Uh, you, as you mentioned, you've won some medals in Taekwondo and competed in other uh, disciplines as well. And that all came after law enforcement, or was that during your time in law enforcement?
3: Um, so actually, my first competition was Wushu competition, like a Sanda competition they used to call Sanchu way back when I was in India at that time, 1992. And that was my first fight. That I started my first martial arts. So, 1996, 1992 till 1996, I competed in wushu tournaments, uh, forms, and also freestyle fighting, kickboxing. And 96, I quit everything because I saw a couple of taekwondo fights, and I kicks really really impressed me. So, 1996, I start officially taekwondo, and uh, uh, after that, sir, I did my own credentials, nationals tournament, uh, provincial tournament. World Championship, international tournament. So I competed from 1992 till, till you know uh, from now. Let's say approximately more than 200 fights I done. All mixed together: taekwondo, karate, sanju, freestyle kickboxing as well, and uh, muay as well. So I done all all kind of. Fun. But taekwondo is my hit. right now. It's the main thing because I competed in uh, about uh, six world championships in in taekwondo, Olympics time.
1: Wow well, man, I mean, your credentials speak for themselves, and obviously martial arts has had a profound impact on your life. Tell us about how you ended up getting involved with Kick.
3: Yes, uh, thanks to, first of all, uh, Mr. Mark as well, and also a uh, uh, huge thanks to Mr. Jeff also, He's basically my representative manager. Both are kind of my manager now, so they're really taking me a uh, hard next level, and... Uh, uh, when they looked at my old credentials, I was—I uh, have a celebrities award of the year in Europe, and also I have a Hollywood award by Cynthia Rothrock, ma'am, and also Dragon the Don Wilson. So I got so many events I go through, So they looked at me, they tracked me down, and we met, Jeff sir. And they was doing a couple of TV series, TV shows. So he actually told me, he said, "We're doing." those those things AK can if you wanted to fight you can back and ring if you want it or you want to be a brand ambassador so i said let's start from the brand ambassador and uh, i'm already brand ambassador for three different companies in canada so i'm really really happy with it and also they really they have a huge like contribute to my career as well Jeff sir and mark as well and because they basically um are promoting me as well in north american side in us side too and also i'm going to be sure in the show uh, Samantha Goldberg uh, show as well in New Jersey so I'm waiting for to make sure this COVID-19 is done so then we'll start travel again and we'll do some films and uh, I thanks to the whole entire e-kick team as well to uh, getting me as a brand ambassador of e-kick so thank you so much again
1: yeah man I'll tell you what I hope this COVID-19 thing passes just so the world could get get started up again i agree with you 100 there but uh i'm wondering do you follow the world of mixed martial arts and and if so who are who are some of your favorite athletes yes of
3: course i do uh i always wanted to fight in cage basically and because i have the background um or judo background and everything sanchu background they have a throws grappling and stuff like that uh of course i like kung Lee as well sir you know and uh, I like uh, Mishib as well. He was uh, uh, Shotokan, 4-down black belt as well. He's a pretty good kicker as well. And also, I like BJ uh, as well. I saw his almostly all fights, actually. You know, I follow them too. And I don't remember the name, but I know there was a couple Taekwondo fighter actually. European Taekwondo fighters, they're competing in MMM as well. They have very solid kicks as well. So I follow them as well. So it's a lot of fighters. Only I watch those fights to make sure, if I go back in the ring again, so make sure I can have some tips, and I make sure I can train by them as well. So it's a great experience for me to watch those fights as well. So.
1: Mm, yeah, no, I, I, there's definitely a lot of uh, really great taekwondo pr- practitioners that have transitioned well into mixed martial arts, and uh, you know, you, you're absolutely correct, man, anybody with a pulse probably knows who BJ Penn is, uh, but I'm wondering, had mixed martial BJ arts Penn been... Is,
3: uh... Hen is an awesome fighter because I saw so many fights. He's like a short person, but his kicks, his energy, is uh, my God, uh, it's, it's a phenomenon. I love it. You know what I mean? Kansi, kicks are so fast. Punches are so fast. Ground He's good in ground skill. I saw his ground skill when he grabbed the person to on the floor so it was pretty good so I, I i like him too so i hope in the future i will meet another mma female fighter i'm pretty sure everyone heard the name ronda rousey of course you know what I mean? of course so, of course yeah i had a couple times to meet her on the in the hall of fame award i couldn't make it because i was on the shoot but uh, i met uh, MMA fighter, ex-MMA fighter, uh, cage fighter, Randy Kutcher, you know what I mean? So Randy Kutcher is pretty, pretty awesome fighter as well. Now he's a big actor. So I had an opportunity to meet him this year in Arnold Schwarzenegger, even International Hall of Fame Award organized by Dr. Robert Goldman, sir. So I'm happy, sir.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. Those are some big names and definitely some people that have had some, some, some success in the film industry after their fighting career, much like yourself. I'm wondering, uh, had mixed martial arts been popular uh, like it is now, back when you were competing, would you have uh, turned that into, you know, maybe would that have been a possibility for you uh, to pursue it?
3: You know what? Be honest with you, I had this conversation with Mr. Mark and uh, also Mr. Jeff as well. And, uh, you know, I get—I guess in back in Dice is only one cage fight, like UFC only, well, Ultimate Fighter. Fighting Championship, right? Uh, that's my understanding. But now it's uh, more uh, Bellator, it's more other fighters, fighting company actually join as well. You know what I mean? They used to have a one cage fight, you know. So you have to go through this fight number number one, two, or three, four, five, six. But my conversation with Mister Jeff and I said, if one person gonna train me, I don't mind go back and ring again as I'm a MMA fighter. So I told the name. And I will announce it right now here on, on the show, if Kung Lee's uh, big brother might train me and I don't mind going back to the ring again. Because I'm going for the win. I'm not going for the lose. So he's he knows a lot of stuff. So I admire him. So I think if he's if he's listening, if he trained me, so I will going back to the ring again. I promise that.
1: Really? So if, if Kung Lee was willing to train you, you would you would step back in the if competition. Willing to train me. Right. And yeah. I'm I'm assuming, I'm because assuming... Go ahead. The
3: why I choose him, because he... The Sanda is the biggest contribute in the fight. He proved that. Because I know that some people say uh, Sanda doesn't fit in MMA fights. Taekwondo doesn't fit. I mean, I'm not supposed to say that, but I love because actually Kung Lee performed his kicks and punches and throws, cross and throws in the ring how he did it. Because... He's he's a fantastic guy, so I think he's going to be good. To train, I mean, he's trained people. I know that he does seminars. But I'm talking about different kind of training. When you're in a fighting, you have to be in a good mindset. You have to be in a good shape, you know. So I have the Taekwondo background. He he knows Taekwondo as well. So he's the king of. That's what they call him, King of Sanda. That's what they call him. So you know, and uh, training with him. So I think I, I'm pretty sure I, I can I can be a back in the ring again, you know, because I already have the ring experience. You know what I mean? So.
1: So with that, that would be that would probably be under the E Kick banner. Of
3: course, it's going to be E Kick under banner. Of course,
1: yes. Definitely. Wow, tremendous, tremendous! So, give us your thoughts <laughs> on uh, what this revolutionary brand has to offer, and and what level of involvement you plan to have in its success. You mean in the E Kick? Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so I have uh, like you know I just like say right I mean. I, of course, born in India, but uh, uh, I don't stay in India. I live in Canada, right, in North American countries because I'm a, I'm a Canadian citizen. Also, I'm a British citizen as well. So I have a green card from India as well. So I got so many photos in Indian, uh, in martial art industry as well. They always want to be in the films, some boxers. I, have, I know some top boxers there as well. So if uh, they wanted to fight, so we can organize some really, really good fights, even in boxing. Kumite Karate as well, Taekwondo as well, even MMA fights as well, cage mixed martial art fights. So we got everything on our plate, you know, and then especially being Indo-Canadian, uh, I can take this e-kick to India as well because I can speak the language. I have a huge contribute in Indian media as well in India because they write every week my interview. So. Uh, they know that actually I am a part of EKK as well. So I'm just waiting for a couple of things that have to be done. So we start doing this kind of fights, boxing fights, MMA fights. And then who's going to win those fights is going to have a chance, opportunity to work with English films, martial arts films, and also Canadian films, and also in India as well, Bollywood films or Bollywood films as well. So we covered up basically everything, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Is good for us and good for new generation. Martial art is good for new generation. You know what I mean? They protect, they have fit. You know, let's say COVID nineteen comes right now, right? And if they're doing training, well, training is basically is great for your immune system as well. They build your immune system. You know what I
1: mean? Oh, of so course, of course. Every,
3: even seniors, even 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 any age, I don't care. You know, uh, start doing martial arts. You know what I mean? And it's really really helped them out. You know, because martial art. Don't want to fight people. They just want it just wanted to build your strong body so you can fight those kind of COVID 19s coming up. Maybe something another coming up. Do you know what I mean? So that's why everybody have to be ready. You know, government can do some little portion of things, but it all depends on people as well, citizens as well. Doesn't matter where you're from. Do you know
1: what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. You, absolutely. you so, make a great you yeah. make a great point there. Uh, you know, not only is martial arts beneficial for defending yourself, but uh, you know, training your body, keeping your body in shape—that's one of the—that's one of the things with COVID-19 that nobody's really talking about. We're talking about uh, uh, you know prevention and uh, uh, vaccines and that kind of thing. But in reality, building your immune system would be a great way to avoid getting COVID-19 or avoid uh, it being detrimental to your life. Absolutely,
3: Are you absolutely right. That's why I had few interview in the past. You know, and then they ask me, and I have messages come through, messages through my email address. I told them, build the immune system. Immune system is the key. If your immune system is solid, you know what? You're going to be solid. And I know a lot of fighters from Thailand as well, multi-fighters in boxers. They train, they're still training, hardcore training. You know, and then they never get sick.
1: Right. They're still training. Right. So
3: why why they, they didn't get sick? Because they got a pretty good immune system. And if you don't follow the proper diet, I mean, yes, some people have funds issue. I agree with that. But little, little things, it can prevent those things, right? Government can't help you, everybody. It doesn't matter. North American government, anywhere in government, they can't. You have to help yourself. You know what I mean? You have to figure out yourself. It's just like a survival technique. So when you go to the jungle uh, forest or, you know, armies deployed or whatever. So it's just, they doing surviving techniques. Same thing we have to do. So right there, but we have more resources here than in forest. So that's why we have to make sure, stick with the plan, do exercise, do martial arts, because martial arts didn't build your internal strength, you know? Internal strength is the most important thing at the moment. People need to understand that, you know?
1: For sure, for the- sure. It's <laughs> It starts with you. It starts with the individual. Yes, sir. Now, uh, th- no promotion that I can think of uh, has offered three different forms of competition under one roof, and the Kumite format has never been done before with eKick. Uh, on top of that, the mission statement of the company appears to be geared towards taking care of the athletes and helping them succeed when they are done with competition, in particular transitioning to acting. And I would imagine that you have a lot of great insight in that regard, and that'll probably be a key component to what you bring to the table for the brand, right? Yes,
3: sir so i just like say um e-kick right it's a great way to start for youngsters okay so examples i mean we have done our career okay we our job is to inspire new generation not educate them inspire them so when we inspire them automatically they will be start Doing those kind of things martial arts okay and it's a lot of martial artists even even kids martial artists they wanted to be in the film industry but they have no scope at the moment the reason why some agents guide them bad okay only the thing is when they come to those kind of federations, EK just example they have a connections I mean Positive connections, my point, is not a negative connection. So if they're talented, they're, they're good, of course they will be in the firms. doesn't matter which role, but they will be some in, in the firms. Because that's why the new generation need to start. Because I know I'm in Calgary, I have some students, some 9 years old, 11 years old, they want to be part of firms as well. So I'm training them. You know, when they have a good base of martial art, doesn't matter any martial art. I, I am not you know, a problem with that. They're they doing Taekwondo or they're doing boxing or they're doing uh, a karate, any style. But at least they have the base. So when the fight Koolinators is on the set, they say, okay, we want front kick and jab and we want elbow strike. Make sure, with the distance. And, you know, so then they they need to know. They, they Of course, they understand that, okay, what he's talking about. If someone doesn't build do martial arts, you know, how would he perform? I mean, I'm talking about good martial artists perform in the, on uh, on the set. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that. Some is is two type of uh, actors. One is called martial arts actors. One is called fighter martial art actor. Example, Kung Lee sir. Lee actually competed in the ring, so he know that what's a pain. He's gonna have a more more control on on his his. Opponent or he's doing any kind of fight scene. I mean, yes, some happen if it's got hit. So,
1: well, yes, not, not only control, but not one. only control, but you're also going to have a lot of uh, better insight to maybe uh, make a scene better.
3: absolutely absolutely and then and th- and then another thing is. Like, let's say, example, me and Kangis fight, okay? And then we, we did both competed before. We both take hits, you know. We've been bleeding in, in the in the ring as well. I did the same way he did. I, my nose broken and, and everything. The only thing is, if I got hit, I will say, okay, a couple of minutes rest, have water, let's go back to the scene again. But sometimes actors, they say, okay, you know what? Oh, I got a hit now. I need to rest for another few hours. So we, we, we're a little bit different, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, absolutely Now what do you think would be the biggest hurdle For a combat sports athlete Wanting to enter the world of action movie stardom
3: You know To be honest with you First of all, industry Depends where are you living At the moment This is the biggest issue So example in Canada Doesn't have so much uh, Film things going on But now is yes, they're shooting Bollywood films. Bollywood films is coming up in India, right? Mostly films are sh- uh, shooting Europe right now. So India. So well. let's say, example, if I'm right now, I mean, I'm where people knows my name a little bit. If I don't, nobody knows me. They doesn't. They don't pay me to fly there to perform in the films as an actor. You know what I mean? So I think we have to create industry as well. So that means, it means we can give them opportunity to work in the fields as well. This is the biggest hurdle. So example, let's say they ask me, what is the negative about law enforcement? Okay, so I said manpower. Right, manpower is the biggest thing. So so same thing here in martial arts, like in the film industry, we need to create industry as well. Or if we cannot create industry, we give them opportunity to at least something, give them credits to uh, be part of the films as well. This is the biggest thing, you know, industry. So we have to build the industry as well. And second thing is positive attitude. This is the main thing we need in our lives, any, any industry, positive attitudes. Because I've fallen many times, all, like, biggest people, I was chatting with them, they fall many times, and they stand up and they go again. Make sure when you grab things, make sure you grab, don't let go. And just keep going. Do not stop. You have to pay the price anyway, no matter what happens. I pay my price. Companies pay price. A lot of other actors they pay the price as well, you know. What I mean? Because I don't have anybody in my family. Is no one's an actor? Actually, I'm the first guy in my family. Even my uncles, my aunts, my dads, my mom, or my auntie. I'm the first guy. I became as an an actor, actually.
1: Right. No. That that. Uh... You're absolutely correct. I mean, positivity is the key to anybody's success. Like you said, no matter what that uh, career might be. Uh, but I'm, I'm wondering, considering your following in India and knowing that there are uh, a lot of hungry athletes, young athletes looking to make their way in combat sports, you mentioned that you know several of them. I'm sure that you believe that you can help kick draw from that talent pool and create some combat sports heroes for the people of India, right?
3: That's right. That's right. I can do that, and that's what I just like said, right? I'm actually set for four or five different countries. So, example, I have a green card in India, so I have a legal permit to actually do anything. What I have wanted to do, that you know, so we can do a lot of reality shows there. That was another my idea, and we were discussing that. And who in Just like they have a level one, and level two, and level three. So who's going to the finals and who's going to go to the grand finale, we give them opportunity to be part of the film as well. So he has to prove that, yes, he has the skill, okay? Any martial arts. I don't care about Saekwondo. I don't care about, because we have, this is the, basically, we are falling under all same umbrella, actually. So we have to respect that, you know what I mean? I actually started Wing Chun about two years ago, two and a half years ago. My c is Samuel Kloxer, okay? I trained by him too. So we have to learn new things, you know? You can't say like my martial arts is better than you or your martial arts is better than me. So we have to respect. Yes, when we're in the ring, we're fighting each other, then we are enemies, it's different. But we still have to respect them. We still have to bow them. We have to still respect the art as well, you know? So people need to stop that and then work together as a team. India is a huge populous country, you know that. And then every, just like cricket, cricket is on the streets. Every single person or kids playing cricket the age of 10 till up to 80 years old people play cricket. So that's why the people likes martial arts there too. Okay. So we can bring those guys into industry as well. So let's say they can't come to America, they can't come to Canada. So actually we can go there. Just like I said, let's build the industry there. Do you understand right. what I'm saying, sir?
1: Right. It's you Absolutely. with me, right? So Absolutely.
3: We can go there. We can build the industry there. Because we have a media hole there. We know old people there. We know martial artists there. We know top masters there. We know celebrities there too. Who works in Bollywood, Bollywood act as well. And they promoting martial art as well. So we can actually involve two on those activities too. So we can go there. So people can come. India have a 25 states. So every state we can go and we can organize those kind of shows. Whatever who wins, and we will. It's just like a martial art idol. Just like they have American Idol, they have Canadian Idol or Indian Idol. That's all we can do. That I think it's a good idea.
1: Absolutely. If I'm wrong, just tell me. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and and you know to think to just to think of all of the talent that's there that's that's not being seen by the world. I mean that, that that's a great thing, and and it should be done. I know we're still in the infancy stages of the promotion with E Kick, but have you have you made any headway in regards to tapping that talent pool in India, or is that something that's going to come later on down the line? Actually,
3: I am waiting for the green signal. I know uh, I'm brand of ambassador as well. I have everything on the website, but uh, I think they want to go for officially press release, so that's why I'm holding. Myself at the moment, but as soon as they give me a green signal, I will blow up. I will start over because I have uh, media connections. I mean, I don't have media connections, but yes, they call me text to them. So I already let them know we're going to do this. This is e kick, and they're actually very excited. They say, please, sir, let us know if something happens. I say, okay, no problem. So a couple of things, just waiting, and then after the week, we're going to... Go for it. We can do those shows in Canada as well. Of course, America's is currently there. Kangli will be there. He's a brand ambassador as well. And Canada, I can do a lot of things here. I can do it in India as well. I'm a UK citizen. We can do it in the UK as well.
1: Awesome. Awesome. You
3: know? So we covered up everything. Yeah, we can cover up. I mean, India is a huge country and then huge population there, right? So every state, we can organize those shows and then we can bring those talent, people in. The films industry as well so they have to start somewhere so I think this is the best option we can go there so then they don't have to spend so much money to visas and come yes who got selected the main finale or grand finale of course if the shoot in Canada we will bring him here we will do the whole process and then if it is in America it's America so that's 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 my
1: thing sir. Well, like I said earlier, it's a revolutionary idea, and I think that a lot of combat athletes, or like you said, even people that just want to break into films, this is a great opportunity for them, and and I think it's going to be something very special. Uh, Listen, Sonny, I greatly appreciate the time. I just have a couple more questions here for you. Uh, I'm wondering, what advice would you give a young martial artist who wants to prove his skill in competition and then follow in your footsteps and becoming an actor or a fight choreographer? What what advice would you give someone who is trying to follow in your footsteps? First of
3: all, um, that competing is not for everyone. Martial art is not for everyone. I totally understand that. Some people do it for fitness. I agree with that. Some people do it for fitness as well. And some people wanted to fight, okay? There's a lot of great coaches there. If they wanted to be part of martial art, they can contact me. If they're they locally, yes, of course, they're gonna contact me because I'm in this industry. Okay, if they're living in, let's say, in America, they can contact their coaches as well, number one. Second thing is a mindset. Mindset is the biggest thing. If they don't have a mindset, they cannot do anything. Mindset is any field even martial arts, hockey, football, all the way. But I think martial art is great. That's why I prefer martial arts. Okay, second thing is choreographer. You need to start somewhere. So try to take courses, you know, try to take some knowledge from seniors, you know. Take these courses, attend the workshops, so they will teach you, they will guide you. Because if you take these courses, so those people who are already involved in martial arts, they will see you. Okay, you're doing good, you're taking the courses, you're very respectable towards those coaches or people. So, of course, they will help you out to get in this field, okay? If you want to be in the martial art, you know, choreograph or something like that. And also, be honest, drugs out of the drugs, okay? Be healthy, okay? Try to be a positive influence in your life, you know? And then trying to be, uh, figure out what do you want to do in your life okay and this is the main thing but people don't understand that people don't know what they wanted to do in life because when you do teenage the mind is not set they want to do here they want to do here they want to do here so grab one thing make sure be focused just keep going and if you need any help call call me email me you can find me in google or facebook or instagram nothing to why i always reply people back doesn't matter right so it's a lot of people in there so this is my thing so i like to help people
1: thank you well, I'll tell you what, man, that's a, that's a beautiful statement, and I think a lot of people uh, would find everything that you just said there invaluable, and uh, I, I greatly as I mentioned, I greatly appreciate the time today. In conclusion, man, tell all our listeners out there about your confidence in the e-kick brand and how they plan to change the world of combat sports and maybe encourage some up-and-coming athletes or free agents to seek them out.
3: You know, that's why they make me brand ambassador,
1: right?
3: <laughs> you know, so so basically, they can promote me or I can promote them. But the only thing is, sir, again, is is everything's all about support, right? Uh, they made me brand ambassador. Okay, that's fine. It looks good, fantastic, because I achieved that level. But my duty starts to promote them as well so and i will do from the bottom of my heart okay it's in a process as well I just like said if it's a green signal and i will go and i will do some things what i have to do because i'm already brand investor for a couple of schools colleges and media personnel. right so i'm branding them as well so um again just like said right thank you so much for you and also thank you so much the whole entire team kick making me brand investor and much more coming up in the future. So we need to work as a team together. So I'm really, really happy
1: part of that team too. So. Yes, I'm very excited to see what the future holds for eKick, and I wish it all, the, uh, you know, a ton of success. I know we're very happy at BJPen.com to be a part of it, and I think it is a very revolutionary idea. Uh, so, Sonny, listen, man, I greatly appreciate it. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, anything you want to plug, Any? Uh, where can everybody find you on social media? The floor is yours, man
3: um thank you again for having me here and also thank you for support from actually north american side european side and the asia side indian side thank you so much and all to uh, working with a couple of bollywood projects and thank you again those bollywood directors to you know bringing me to bollywood industry as well as an action guide i really appreciate it. plus bollywood guys as well so there's so many names i can't take everybody's name but i will Thanks to everybody. And uh, if anybody wants to contact me, contact me. I have an Instagram, Tygold79, l d seventy nine. Just message me or follow me, and I will get back to you. And thank you so much for having me. But when you see Dejafield, please say hi for me, okay? I'm a huge fan of him. Yes. Oh,
1: you got it. Absolutely. We'll let him know, my friend. <laughs>
3: Okay, and thanks to again, cake, and uh, thanks to everybody who's supporting me. And God bless you and uh, hopes to work together as a
1: team soon. God Absolutely. Nice. I-, I hope we can catch up again soon. Thank you so much for the time. You have a great day, my friend. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir, for having me here. Bye bye. You, you as well. All right, guys and gals, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Sonny Singh. It's a bit of a different one, a bit of a change of pace for BJPen.com radio, but a conversation I enjoyed nonetheless. Again, Sonny is a brand ambassador for the revolutionary E-Kick brand. Be on the lookout. Big things coming from E-Kick. Hopefully they can change the sport for the better. And uh, they've got some very exciting ideas. As I mentioned, you've heard me mention uh, a few times here, the Kumite fighting format is going to be something that I think all combat sports fans are going to be very interested in. So again, be on the lookout for everything coming from E-Kick. Make sure you guys follow Sonny Singh. Check out some of his movies. Uh, Very talented guy. Very humble guy as well, as you heard in our conversation. Big thanks to Sonny and Kung Lee for joining us for this episode. Again, make sure you guys get involved and show your support for these athletes that are struggling to make a better way for themselves and for future generations of combat sports athletes. And big thank you to you guys for tuning into the show giving us your support. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Make sure you guys follow BJPen.com on social media for all the latest and greatest in combat sports, everything you crave from a sport you love, a mixed martial arts, BJPen.com. We have got you covered. On behalf of the whole team and myself, again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your patronage. We'll be back soon with another episode. So until then, mahalo, everybody. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out.